When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Part two. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on this Monday, May 2nd, 2022. It's our third hour. I'm Jason with Lex and Dawn. Okay, we had part one, and now it is time for part two and another scenario in, in Am I the Asshat, Dawn? Okay, this one's going to take some real active listening because it's going to get people emotionally charged up. So oh, listen oh. to the details, okay? Okay. It go. might not be as black and white as the last one. She's not the asshat for speaking Spanish. So this one is, am I the asshat for refusing to punish my daughter for taking all the apples that my wife's parents brought from their home country? Mm. Okay, so okay. his daughter, this is a man who's speaking. <laughs> I'm assuming since he keeps saying my daughter, that that Lisa, his wife, is a stepmom. Okay. That's what we've assumed through this. So just so you know, stepmom, stepdaughter, and then dude. Okay? Okay. My wife, Lisa, has been sick for the past couple of weeks. Her folks came over to visit. They live in another country and brought with them some gifts and a small bag of apples. I was in the backyard while Lisa was with her folks. In about 30 minutes, I hear my daughter, Alex, 16 shouting, Dad, Dad, from the kitchen. I head over to the kitchen and see Alex and Lisa fighting. Lisa's the the wife. I ask Lisa why she was yelling at Alex, and she tells me that Alex took all the apples from the in-laws that they brought home and shared them with her friends upstairs. I tell Alex probably... I tell her Alex probably didn't know, but she tells me that she explicitly told Alex not to touch them. I ask Alex if that was true, and she tells me yes, but that she and her friends couldn't find anything else to eat. Lisa goes over to the fridge and opens it, saying the fridge was literally full of snacks, and Alex did this just to spite her and basically steal from her. I tell Lisa to calm down and that I'd go get her some at the grocery store. Lisa replies that those apples are special because they're from her home country, and she needed them for her recovery. She goes on to tell me Alex intended to do this, and so something needs to happen. A punishment should be issued. I tell Alex, the daughter, to go upstairs, and Lisa and I start arguing. I refuse to punish Alex because even if what she did was intentional, she's a kid, and it's typical behavior. Lisa starts ranting about how this scenario keeps happening, and I never take a stand, but I reply that she's just obsessed with having my daughter punished for some reason. She stops arguing how hat now and stares at me she then walks out and goes to stay with her folks until they left she's avoided me and refused to speak to me i found this whole thing quite ridiculous because alex is just a kid 
And so she acts without thinking sometimes. But Lisa tends to get oversensitive and thinks everyone is out to get her or something. I'm genuinely confused by her insistence to turn this into a huge deal. Ooh. Oh, right. So yeah. many, so many dynamics at play here. Oh. You've got the step parent dynamic. Yeah. Husband and wife. Magical apples. Magical <laughs> apples. Yeah. I need some of those apples. <laughs> sounds like she can be healed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's the asset. It's clear to me. I think he, you know, that's going into this relationship. It's your job to mediate. Also, when does someone not become a kid anymore? I think 16 is old enough to know if you're driving a car. I mean, 13-year-olds could be charged with criminal punishment. So, um, yeah, um, certainly a 16-year-old is old enough to know the difference. She knew they were special apples. Now, Granted, there could be a lot of other things going on that maybe the dad punishment. I don't know what that means exactly or what she's expecting as a stepmom, but there definitely needs to be more conversation. And the kid's clearly going through something. Maybe it's just teenage years. Maybe it's she hates the stepmom. But, dude, it's your job to, yeah. to get in the middle and figure out what's going on. Maybe it's a therapist that you guys need. Yeah, because, again, Lex, umbrella. When y'all are arguing about magical apples, mm-hmm. it is not about magical apples. It's well, not. Especially if it's this a pattern, is, too. Yes. Uh, I Well, let's go to the phone lines, and then I'll give mine. I want to hear what Dawn says, too. Uh, who do we have, Dawn? We have Ashley. She's on the phone with us right now. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Yes, Dad's the asshat. Yeah. 100%. Um, I agree with Alexis. It's under. I think there's something a lot that's going on underlying. Uh, the mom is saying that it keeps on happening. So it's kind of like I think dad is kind of um, not necessarily wanting to handle the the uh, the punishment part of it. But if mom, if the stepmom explicitly said, "Don't touch the apples," and there's other food, she knew not to touch the apples. Yeah. Yeah, it's more than the apples. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, this is this is the end of of not the end, but this is a part of a train of behavior between these two, or a, a train of conflict. And this is just a public example. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, I'm with you, Lex. Before we take another call, I'm with you. The dad has a re- has a role in this, has a responsibility in this. It can't all. It can't all lie with the stepmom because uh, first there's a power. I don't know what the power dynamic is like. You know, what kind of structure as far as punishment has this family established? Is the mom able to be a disciplinarian? Um, Also, by not handling it, the husband is in effect turning the stepmom into a wicked stepmom and turning the stepmom into into the, the bad guy in this. And I don't think that's fair. Because I'm sure there have been some conflicts where maybe the stepmom's a little more at fault. But, wow, you are really not helping. The dad really isn't helping the long-term stability of this of the relationship between his wife and his daughter. I, I just do not think so. Um, who do we have, Dawn? We have Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. What do you think? Hello. Well, I have a little bit of personal experience with this. Um, My husband and I blended our family, oh, a long time ago, like over 20 years ago. 
But, um, and I didn't hear what the other person said, so I don't want to repeat myself. But one thing that we found is, yeah, it's a natural. I have, I had kids, he had kids, we came together. It's natural to want to stand up for your own biological child. But we were blending our family, and so we were trying really hard to look at them as our kids. And one thing we found when we had conflict, and we did, it was not the Brady Bunch, um, we had to be united. We had to show the kids that we were together no matter what was going on or what had happened. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but, you know, all these years later, the kids are best friends. They don't say step anything anymore. So it, it worked out, but you have to be united. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's so great. Yep. All of that. Oh, let's just call all of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, yeah. Cheryl. Thank yeah. you, Cheryl. Who do we have, Don? We have Julie. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. What do you think? Um, I think they're all three assets. <laughs> because okay. I think the stepmom, I mean, if those apples are so important, she could have put them somewhere. I think she kind of set the girl up. This is an ongoing oh. thing. She knew the teenager was probably going to also be an asset for taking the apples because she's 16. That's plenty old enough. And the dad is not helping the situation. Um, they should just get divorced. Oh, oh, wow. Julie. <laughs> Julie. Wow. Well, They're not communicating. Yeah. Unless yeah. they start communicating, they need, yeah, something oh. needs to happen. Oh. Let's go to counseling, right? Yeah. At least try a little bit. That's right. Okay. Wow. Thank Julie you, Julie. Julie. Right for Call oh, lawyer. My favorite. Get the moving truck. Forget Come back apples. in two years, oh, maybe, when she's gone. I don't know. Oh. Or maybe she won't be. But can I say, too, I'm loving Julie, but my first thought that popped in my head when Julie said the mom knew what was going to happen if she put the apples out there. But isn't it pathetic that you would have to hide apples? You know what I mean? I I get that it's probably the smart thing to do. But, wow, if it's to the point where you have to hide some damn magical apples, apples. no, you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to. That there's then that does tell me that there's rot, no pun intended. There's already rot in that fruit. There's already there's already a messed up dynamic. If it's gotten to the point where you have to hide some magical wizard apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I really want to yeah, know where these apples are from. <laughs> she's also feeling bad. She'd been sick for two weeks, you know. Yes. Yeah. So she's too. she's uh you know it, it was something that was important to her and she told her not to and I, alexis you're mm-hmm. so right she, him keep repeating like she's just a kid no 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 if you're seven no. you're just a kid yes and yes. then you did something wrong and then it's like let's talk about why you shouldn't have done that but 16 and there's other snacks i mean how often are 16 year olds like god i can't wait to have an apple it yeah. seems intentional yeah, two point. words. If there's other pizza snacks, rolls. Yeah. Pizza rolls. The yeah. other kids are probably like, I don't want a damn apple. You know? Give me food yeah. by the foot. And- yeah, and when was the last time you had a teenager that wanted an apple <laughs> over some bagel bites or something? Yeah. <laughs> some tostados oh, or something. Yeah. Taquitos. Oh. Give me some taquitos. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. I could do some of those right some now. Chachos. Too. But again, Ooh. I return. Is that apple? Are they, is it from like a magical Aldi <laughs> or something? Well. <laughs> I think it was the sentiment probably that she meant and he turned it into like she needed it for her recovery. She was probably like, listen, these are special. Brought these over the border. They're not even supposed to because it's fruit. Yeah, you definitely. They definitely had to put that Girl, in now there. We're talking about, now we're going into immigration. I told you this was a. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> 
we're going to take a break. Hey, coming up around 8.30 or so, a big prize we're going to be giving away. So do not turn on another radio yes. station because I, I I don't want to talk bad about her. But you Kathy Wurzer has no prizes. <laughs> she has no <laughs> prizes. <laughs> Kathy. Kathy Wurzer has z- no. She has no oh, prizes. Oh, bless. The prize no. is her. Nope. KS95 has no prizes. <laughs> it's all we own. No. Well. No. It's only us. Yep, that's right. Only us. And this is quite a prize. Yes, it is. We're this is a great prize. You can't Michael win, Michael Bublé Jason. tickets. No, I know I can't win. I yeah. know. We're giving away Michael Bublé concert tickets a little bit later in this hour, so don't go anywhere. Uh, coming up next, though, the Dirt Alert. Spring into a new season with a beautiful new smile. And for the best smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. Five star. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Listen to what one review says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. Dr. Hughes and her team are wonderful. 10 out of 10. My daughter had an excellent experience getting a beautiful enhanced smile with veneers from Dr. Hughes. The entire experience was pleasant and timely from the initial consultation, regularly checking in throughout the process, and the best part, her new beautiful smile. I jumped on the Google, too, and here's what one client said. Whether you're looking for a couple of veneers, a full mouth reconstruction, or even if you have sleep apnea and want to get rid of your CPAP, Dr. Hughes is who you should go and see. She can help you achieve all of your smile goals and have you feeling more confident than ever. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, Hughes-Dental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult. And be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk and streaming on our My Talk app. It's time to get caught up on the big uh, pop culture headlines of the day in the Dirt Alert with Don McClain. Bill Murray, he has been in the news lately for inappropriate behavior on the set of Being Mortal. Uh, this is a show that he's involved with. Um, it's not said who he did the acts to, but he had some explaining to do. Uh, he was being interviewed on uh, CBS uh, and he did make this statement about the alleged acts. We had a difference of opinion. I had a difference of opinion with a woman I'm working with. I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. As of now, we're talking, and we're trying to make peace with each other. I think that's where the real issue is, is between our peace. We're both professionals. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We like each other's work. We like each other, I think. And if we can't really get along and trust each other, there's no point in going further working together or, or making a movie as well. You know, the world's different than it was when I was a little kid. You know, what I always thought was funny as a little kid isn't necessarily the same as what's funny now. Things change and the times change. So it's important for me to figure it out. I think it's a sad dog that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog, and I have no intention of it. 
I think that's one of the best statements that you can say if you're in this situation. Apparently, this happened on camera, on set. It wasn't a behind-the-scenes, behind-closed-doors thing. It was in front of the camera, whatever he did mm-hmm. or said. So this was during a scene, and she found it to be inappropriate. Yeah, in just one statement there, he addressed the issue. He said mm-hmm. that it's I'm, I it's my responsibility to change and see what's different and what's changed since my boyhood. And yeah. uh, sounds like he's doing the work, and hopefully we'll get more of the details of what happened or see it. I'm I couldn't agree more. That's again we we bust on and make fun of and correct horrible celebrity apologies. This is a pretty darn good one. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know what more you could ask for someone that finds himself in that position. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, because it is. I mean, you know, um, it's just the fact it's moving at warp speed. What is, you know, what is appropriate in, in terms and stuff you can't say anymore. And, and it's and, and it's not hard work. It's, you know, you learn and you, you correct it. And you do better. You, when you know better, you do better. And it sounds like. And he he's wants open. to learn. Yeah, and he's not being a curmudgeon going, oh, you can't say that anymore? Well, what the... Rah, rah, rah. No, he he actually, like Alexis said, he, he apologized and he's willing to work on it and acknowledge that the hurt or, or the uh, offense is valid. I, I love it. I think I it's... Too. And I really hope they can accept. He put it out there and I hope um, whomever he offended can accept that apology because I think he really did mean it. So yeah, I be- uh, some people are spec- him, speculating that it could be Kiki Palmer because she is involved in the movie and she has some posts on her social medias that say like "no means no" um, and going oh. on about some other things that are vague. But oh. um, could it could be her? And like you said, we don't know how to judge it until we know. What was exactly said? Because we are now the judge and jury, the public opinion. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. I mean, that's the way it goes. So, um, yeah, it was definitely different. I mean, things have changed so much. Think about the movies that Bill Murray was in. Oh, he, you know, the Saturday Night Live the jokes, uh, yeah. just everything, just all the gosh, Caddyshack. Who knows what happened on that? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so inpro- yeah, so many jokes that are inappropriate now. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, this is such a weird story. Doctor Strange actor Zara Pythian and her husband, Victor Mark, are accused of grooming and having sex with a 13-year-old girl. But, Did you see what? this? Yes. No. She is an actress from the UK. Um, and uh, a woman has... She's now a woman. This woman has uh, stepped forward and say said that, um, you know, she plied her with alcohol and told her to do sexual acts to her husband and she looked up to her so much uh, this actress Zara Pythian that she did it but didn't you know this just this is an abusive situation if this is true this is terrible and and for years this wasn't uh, just a one time thing this was like 3 years right right uh so anyway she's denying the allegations and so is he she was in her late 20s at the time um so this has been a number of years, but it doesn't matter. I don't think there should be a statute of limitations on no. sexual abuse. Because when you are being sexually abused, especially Ugh. as a a child, yes. all of that get, gets locked inside. And if it comes out when you're 43 years old, the person should still be responsible. 
That's just my humble opinion. All of this BS about, well, it's been a long time, so now we can't do anything about it. You know, if these allegations are true, they might have abused other people uh, Mm -hmm. and and they could be currently abusing someone. So, yep, hopefully that will change. There's 14 instances that this woman has said has happened. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a vivid memory there. Um, And I just. There is no statute. There, there is no uh, limitation on the damage, the lifelong damage. Keyword lifelong that uh, these victims feel. So there's uh, the the changed forever. Changed forever. I mean, so. look at um, look at Naomi Judd. Mm-hmm. You know, we just lost her this weekend, and in her book, she says uh, her depression and severe uh, sadness had to do with sexual abuse as a child. Yep. So. Hate to end the dirt alert that way, but it's important to talk about these things. It is. Yep. We just solved world problems here on the dirt alert. (laughs) When we come back, it was TV watching a palooza. Um, I'll tell you about another show that was a disappointment and a money grab. I'm going to warn you about it. Uh, Plus, those Michael Bublé tickets will be giving away soon. Don't call yet. That and more when we come back. Outside of talking to you two for three hours, Monday through Friday, my other favorite person to talk to is my therapist. Yeah, I know I'm good, Jason, but I don't have a psychology degree. Hey, Don, you know where you can get one. St. Mary's University of Minnesota. You can earn your Bachelor of Science in Applied Psychology, and it's fully online. Really? Yes, and you can complete it in as few as two years. It's also a degree completion program with a generous transfer policy. I've heard there is such a demand for careers in counseling and social services, school psychology and human resources. A degree in applied psychology could provide the foundational knowledge needed to start in these careers. The best part of St. Mary's is its heart. Faculty and staff get to know you and become your allies on your educational journey. That's right, Don. Go to S. M-U-M-N.edu or use my talk keyword St. Mary's. So much TV dropped over the weekend. Part of our job is that we watch crap so you don't have to. Which is always hard to explain to people in our lives. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, you I to gotta watch. go watch a TV show. They're like, really? Uh-huh. I don't care how long I do it. It's just still very hard to explain to people. And not in a whiny way, but it's just like, yeah, like I, I actually, like this is actually I, important. I, it's I, yeah. Anyway, okay. Oh, um, wow. It feels like there's more there, ooh, but maybe wow. we can explore later. But yeah. <laughs> wow, um, wow, that seems uh, <laughs> feels deep. Yeah, how deep is your love, buddy? How deep is my therapy sessions? Oh yeah. Um, welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, so there was 15 bazillion hours of television to watch over the weekend, and uh, I, we watched a lot. Uh, and I say we, my husband, we watched a lot. And the overarching, the umbrella over sadly a lot of it was disappointment. Uh, disappointment. We, if you, uh, we already talked about Ozark. If you missed that part of our conversation, we happily invite you to download our two of our show a little bit later today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, I don't want to just be negative, Nelly. I hate that. And, and, 
I get pinged for that, and I should, and I don't like that about. I don't want to be too negative. Um, oh, whatever. And, and no, no, no. I mean, like yeah. uh, you know, in a row, in a row, in a row. So I'm going to start with the positive, and it's something for Alexis. And it's odd because we just talked about this and or this person. And lo and behold, Mo Rocca interviewed her and her husband for CBS Sunday Morning. And I'm talking about Connie Chung. <gasps> yes, I haven't watched this yet. That's I'm going to watch it today, though. OK, well, I have a little Sunday chunk. Morning. I pulled a little chunk for you. OK, um, now this was real. This was a and she made fun of it, too. And he did, too. It really was a profile of Maury. Um, it started out that way because of him ending his show and blah, blah, blah. But then Mo was like, no, no, no. It's about you two, too. Oh. And Connie was very gracious. But uh, so this is the portion about Connie. And I knew that Alexis and all of you would really enjoy this. And it proves what Alexis has been saying for years. And this I smiled like really bigly. I really because <laughs> really wait till you. Wait till you hear this, Lex. Oh, here's a here's a, a little bit of uh, Connie Chung being profiled on CBS Sunday Morning. In uh, what I had to offer. As for Connie's story, after she went national at NBC, she moved over to CBS, and in 1993 became co-anchor of the CBS Evening News, a first for Asian Americans and at CBS for women. Good evening and welcome, Connie. Thank you, Dan. The pairing didn't last, but. At the same time, this is a very fortuitous moment because in 1995, when she was taken off the CBS Evening News, the next day we find out that uh, we're going to adopt this little boy. So it was serendipity. Right. You know, it was really meant to be. When is Connie going to own her status as a trailblazer? Well, you know, one of the biggest problems I have with this young lady is that... Uh, she doesn't recognize what she's done and she's just beginning to because she gets now a lot of inquiries from young Asian journalists and in fact there's this whole crowd of Asian American women named Connie <laughs> because of her is that right yes yeah. and then some of them are named actually Connie Chung and then something last name how does that make you feel I'm flabbergasted, honestly. Today, the couple splits their time between New York, Florida, and Montana, where they keep watch over the Flathead Beacon, the award-winning local newspaper Povich created in 2007. How great is that? And one, when they, when she said that not only are women named Connie Chung, or Connie, but Connie Chung, they showed a picture of an Asian-American journalist um, and her bio and her name was Connie Chung Joe. Wow. And she's a journalist, oh. I believe, uh, working in Washington. Um, but I just thought you'd really I thought that would make oh. you smile there, Lex. I it, thought that was fantastic. Backs up what you've been saying, what she means to you. Oh, yeah. It makes my day hearing that that, that she had the same effect on other young Asian kids. Yeah. yeah, I think that's wonderful. I can't wait to watch the whole thing. But she's a trailblazer, and I think that's one reason why we love her so much is because she is so humble. I was just yeah. going to say, the fact that she is genuinely befuddled yeah. that she meant that much to especially like your generation that, oh, yeah. that grew up in that era when she was at the height of her career. The fact that she didn't realize, I mean, come on, this was this was 93 
And she was not only one of the first women to sit at a network nightly newscast anchor desk, but she was the first Asian American to sit there. <laughs> That's a huge, that would be a huge deal right now. Oh, yeah. But in 93, come on. Wow, I don't know. I think you, know, you have your head in it. You're just doing your job. Yep, You're just yep. doing what you right. need to do. And it sounds like it might have not been the best no. situation for her over there in the beginning. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. and then, then just to realize this, I hope that she's just taking it all in. It sounds like she is. Yeah. Um, so and, and they're a great couple. I guess you don't they really are. think about them necessarily. Uh, but they've been together so long and just, wow, there's a lot of love between them. You can tell. Watch the body language. It's real. It's it's a sweet interview. Maury comes off really well too. They both just it's it's a fun interview to watch. Ooh, it really is. I know what I'm doing today. <laughs> uh okay. So the other thing that disappointed um, was so Grace and Frankie er, um Ozark's last few minutes. Er, the other thing was I was so excited for part two of HBO Max's docuseries The Way Down which talked about the Remnant Fellowship Church and Gwen Chamblin. Yeah. Who was, you know, she did, she started the Way Down workshop um, that was really geared toward Christians and an obsession with weight loss. Ooh, and then it grew no, into right. this. That's what it is. That's, that's yes. Chrissy Teigen is the executive producer. Gwen, her husband, um, and five others died in a plane crash in 2021. So this, the first part of the docuseries, which was a huge hit, ended with what appeared to be like this cliffhanger of like, now the daughter is taking over and then it ends. Yeah. Well, so part two was two episodes. I was so excited for it. I'm like, oh, now we're going to get to see the daughter taking over. It's going to be scandalous. Do not waste (gasps) your time. Oh, really? I watched the first part, too, Jason. I'm very excited to dip into the second. No, great. Did you you did (laughs) did you not learn anything or waste of time? Why for cash grab? Because nothing happens. They find four new people that had a rough that had a horrible experience with remnant. Hey, guess what? There were 14 people in part one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need to hear any more. We already know. We already know that it's a cult. Yeah. We already know that it's it's oh, it, it, it's the worst part. It makes organized religion look really bad. We already know that. Yeah. But they have so they because they have no footage of the daughter cuz she's basically been in hiding. So she sends like a radio transmissions so they have that. But they they there's like Weird. one of those there's like one of those per episode. And nothing happens. The story, there's not enough time. The story has not progressed enough to warrant a part two. It is a cheap, shameless money grab. Shame on the producers. Shame on HBO Max. Nothing happened. And you shouldn't have done a part two. This could have been a brochure. You could have done an Instagram story. Mm, You could have done seven Instagram stories and, and caught us up on what's going on. Which is nothing. There's oh, so there wasn't any mystery around the crash or that a little it was bit pretty shocking. But not even though how the family reacted. No, the husband had like uh, he had a flying license for one particular uh, type of plane. Okay, and then 
he got a license for the kind of plane that he was flying in, in the day of the crash, which was bigger, fancier, and he was very new to it. Mm. So it ain't a mystery. He didn't have enough <laughs> real practical time in that aircraft. Oh, Boom, okay. it crashed. End of mystery. Okay. It was cloudy. He, uh, as is the case, I guess, when flying, you can get vertigo, especially if you are not well-versed in these aircrafts, and he was not. So there's no mystery. End of story. Oh, so it could have just been some, like... Could have been an Instagram story. Chirons at the end, just, you know, here's... Like um, how was, intervention ends, you know, like the last yes. few minutes where <laughs> here's where they are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I got it. I was so bummed because I was so I was so excited for this because I love part one oh, was part, so juicy. Yeah, it was great. Mm-mm. Oh, all right. Well, we're skipping that. Thank yes. you for doing that. Take one for the team. You're very, very wow. welcome. It's the least this. I could We do. don't have to watch Grace and Frankie. Uh, yeah. Stacy called earlier to tell me that I don't even need to watch the first episode of Grace and Frankie. I can just watch that last episode. Oh, she's right. For the whole yes. season. She had to go and couldn't wait to hold on. But I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's I am seasons behind, and that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Thanks go. to you, JC. Yeah. yeah. And to the caller. Yeah. Okay, Don. should we give away our big prize? Yes. Guys, we have tickets to see Michael Buble on September 7th at Excel Energy Center. Um, This is going to be a great show, and whoever that you invite is going to love you forever. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. for everyone else, but we have tickets every day this week. So give us a call, 651-641-1071, caller 7. That's right, 651-641-1071. Call now. Operators are standing by. We'll be right back. When we return, Elizabeth Moss is talking Scientology. Mm-hmm. Lex has that next. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Thursday, Ben comes home from the war with plans to move out, but his father has other ideas. That's your new office, son. Then it's Magnum Excitement starring Tom Selleck, the hot new star of the 80s. And on Knott's Landing. I would think that JR is a good person to know if you need money. But will J.R. Ewing help Gary? Catch all the excitement Thursday. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. That is a classic commercial from, I believe, 1980 or 81, Thursday nights on CBS. I played that for a very specific reason. As you heard, um, Thursdays at 7 back then was the Waltons, uh, which, amongst other things, gave us the pop culture phrase, uh, good night, John Boy. Uh, yes. And it also has turned into a term meaning a never-ending goodbye. <laughs> you're gonna you're giving a Walton's goodbye. <laughs> well, I say that because it's so weird. I had to tell Colin, John Boy is an old man now. He and it's weird seeing him in Ozark. He plays Laura Linney's father, wow. and it's so odd to see him because he's kind of even though he's alive. He's really immortalized as John Boy. Yeah. He's really, you know what I mean? And oh, he's yes. so connected to that role and youth. He's one of those, that character, he's just kind of cemented in that role. So to see him as a grandfather and an evil one of that 
is re- it's trippy, man. <laughs> it's real trippy. So I think they should have aged him more. I think he looks too. closer to Laura Linney's age. They yep. need to make his hair grayer. I felt like he looked older last in the last half of this last season. I'm yeah. like, don't no no. You need to gray him up, like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was my only criticism. Um, He hasn't been necessarily evil yet uh, from what I've seen so far. Interesting. I mean, just sort of like a little Mm -hmm. thorn in your shoe. Yeah, he's a thorn. That's a good way to put it. I would like to say this. I don't want Netflix when I open up Netflix and I'm watching a show currently like Ozark. This happened where. They start to show little video clips of the season mm-hmm. and what's to come. And I saw some things. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Don't show me that. I'm already invested one. in the show. Don't show me that little snippet. You, like you a probably, preview for the next episode? Or yeah, are you talking, or, you're watching something totally different? No, a preview for the next episode yeah. or the season as a whole. I don't oh, know yeah. where yep. this is going to happen, but there was something that they yeah. showed that I'm like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could agree more. I, you, you already got me. I'm watching. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. try to sell me on it. Don't spoil something. I'm here. Yeah. Um, yep. El- Elizabeth Moss is uh, doing some interviews. She's talking Scientology, Lex? Yeah, she is. There's a profile of, of her uh, for The New Yorker. And she talks about a bunch of things, including that she's connected to Scientology. We've talked about this many, many times. Yeah. And um, she wanted to be clear that her parents joined the organization before she was born. So she was raised as a Scientologist, um, she did the State of Clear when she was 11 and then a Purification Rundown in 2017. So she's, of course, chosen to to continue in Scientology. And so she's been facing a lot of criticism because she plays June, who is uh, in this dystopian, you know, you know, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, like, oh, how this- can you? Yeah. Like, how does this exist? And you also play this character. And she just had a really good comeback, but then she kind of backtracks a little bit because she says, you know, I don't want to come off as cagey. Uh, if I met you, I'd be an open book about it. But I have problems with stars when they talk too much about their private life because you think, oh, instead of the character that she's playing, you might think, oh, well, Elizabeth Moss loves to do hot yoga or you start thinking about other things oh, because yeah. it humanizes them more than they're playing a character, which I agree with completely, right? Then, even though, like, what we do is <laughs> we talk about all the, you know, Anyway, I like where she's going with this, right? But yeah. then the interviewer kind of pushes on a little bit more, and she starts talking a little bit more about Scientology, that it's a closed-off religion. She says that it really helped her with her communication, um, and that <laughs> she has had to reconcile some of the abuses um, with in what she plays and in the church, um, and that she, she really encourages, if you are interested, to just look into Scientology more because that's what she's had to do and she's able to. Um, but then she stops talking about it. Uh, and, and then they asked about 2017. Yeah. And that's when Leah Remini won for yeah. her Scientology docuseries. She said she was in the bathroom when she won. Oh, of course she was. <laughs> Of course one. she was. She's in the bathroom, girl. She was in the bathroom, oh, Lex. Boy. Of course she was. <laughs> okay. That's a perfect way to end. We're going to go to the bathroom now, everyone. Yeah, time to go. Time to go. It. Go out there and be yourself. Right, Lex? <laughs> That's right. You be you. Have a great day, everyone. We love you. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye for now.